Hey guys, has your wife ever blamed you for ruining date night? Marriage, Marriage. the The struggle struggle is is real. Welcome to the MTSR Podcast. My name is Juan Ponce. And I'm Josie Ponce. And today we'll be talking a little bit about what we mentioned last episode was the blame game. And basically what the blame game is, is being blamed for something that went wrong. And then you go ahead and counter that blame with another blame. And it just keeps going on and on and on until either like either one of you gets to the point where you're like, all right, I don't, I'm, I'm going to shut this, this whole conversation down. We're not, we're not going to talk about this no more. Or one of you storms out or one of you puts a hole in the wall or makes the other cry. Or sometimes... It doesn't even get that far because one person shuts down immediately and doesn't want to continue after they've blamed you for what they feel is the reason or what's going on, I guess. Or maybe it could be that that other person is is being very, very, very inconsiderate or very, very, very unreasonable about a certain thing. And that's why the other person shuts down. Well, you see, that's a that's an example, good example right there. You know, just keep you just keep piling piling it on until you get to a point where you do not want to reason with the other person, and it's just really hard to like hear what they have to say, what you're doing wrong, and take it in stride, and then when you and then try to give the same feedback back, and of course you, you're constantly just getting back. Just basically, it, what you you're know. saying is it's hard to come to an understanding yeah. of what is really the reason yeah. and what's really going on. Yeah, because, you know, agreeing to disagree is, is really not really not an option, especially if you're having uh, a lot of problems uh, communicating or sharing your emotions uh, with each other. And that, that's going to bring us to uh, something that we have uh, been exposed to, which is called the, the, the PEARS Emotional Jug. And basically what that is... PEARS is a practical application of intimate relationship skills program that provides a comprehensive system of, uh, to enhance self-knowledge and to develop the ability to sustain pleasurable, intimate relationships. That's, the, that's what's on the website. Um, we've actually been to a, uh, to a VA counseling. It was a one-day-out-of-the-week type thing. It's like a six-week program, yeah, one-day-out-of-the-week. Sh- yeah, you go, we would go like every Sunday. And of course, you would go with other couples. There's other couples that are that are there, so it's not one on one. But it was a really good experience. We learned really learned a lot, and through this program, we were actually able to learn how to share and to fight fair. Uh, and we'll talk about that later on in in this series. But for right now, we want to talk about uh, blame, and blame comes out a lot. And a lot of it is because of this of this emotional jug that I'm talking about. Uh, and basically, what the emotional jug is is just bottling up all these emotions and all these uh, feelings and all these frustrations that you have towards your significant other, or it could be in life, uh, whatever you got going on in life in general. And some of the examples you hear, uh, there's there's a little card uh, that 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 they handed us and we've kept these cards and stuff. And sometimes we go back and we haven't, we haven't gone back to these cards in a long time, but we, we still kind of like, 
remember like the method to the madness. So um, I'm going to go ahead and read off a few things off, off this. And it says, uh, Paris emotional jug leaks through another, another when it leaks through is the dirty fighting, uh, sarcasm, you know, it could be ridiculing, threatening, taunting, blaming, laughing at, uh, assuming, ignoring, stonewalling, which I'm good at, uh, accusing, uh, sneering, really <laughs> sneering, uh, contempt. These are these are a lot of a lot of the things that are that you can find out outside of the outside of the jug and and when and inside of the jug, you know, it, it shows uh, the word mad, sad, scared, and at the very bottom of the jug, it says relief, ease, happiness, pleasure, desire, and love. And a lot of times we for we, we bottle all these all these different emotions inside. You know, these emotions are affected by our actions, by the things we do, the things we say, you know, blaming each other for for something that is so minuscule that it just spirals out of control, you know, or ignoring someone and, and not really listening to what they have to say makes the other feel like doesn't have a say in, in, in the relationship at all. Well, I mean, blame is also like a defense mechanism. It's something that you use to attack i mean you want to you know whether it's to hide what's really going on inside of you and what you're really angry about or i mean it could be just you know you know the other person's not willing to take responsibility for what really happened or what the fight was really about i mean it's basically the same thing so it's a defense mechanism blaming somebody else is is moving the you know the responsibility to that other person but you're making that other person feel like it's their fault and then they start to question themselves and they start to think that, you know, maybe it definitely is them and maybe I did do all these things to make the other person mad or whatever the case is. So, I mean, blame is, it's a... It's a barrier, basically what it is. It's it's a barrier, something that you put into place where it's not going to let you say or accept, you know, something that has been said and it causes that wedge in between uh, you and your spouse. I mean, and blame's, blame's not the only one. I mean, trust is also a huge factor in a relationship. If you don't have that trust, that is also a huge barrier. Because if you can't trust the person that you love, the person that you share your life with, your children with, everything with, then who can you trust? And a lot of times, people tend to want to keep tabs on their significant other. And and although it, it it's... It's good, you know, it's good that you want, you know, you want to know where they are. You want to know that they're safe. You want to know that they're okay. But if you're not doing it for those reasons and you're doing it because you don't trust that person because you feel they're going to cheat on you, they're going to go and do stuff behind your back or or whatever or whatever the reason is. If it's not for their concern and only for yours, then it's, it's probably not going to help you out in the long run. Yeah, but you took a left turn. You went from blame to trust. So yeah, but you, you mean gotta... it, all these and all these things, they all... They all mesh to all mesh together, because you know if you don't trust somebody, let's let's say like you have an there's a relationship where someone was cheated on or someone did something bad to somebody, they no longer trust them, like hit them or whatever, they no longer trust them, and and now the person's like sorry, changed their life around, but can't gain that trust back, and whenever he he or she tries to express that to the other 
Then that person comes back and blames it. Well, it's your fault. You shouldn't have hit me or you shouldn't have cheated on me. Then I wouldn't be the way I am. See, it always comes back to blame. Well, yeah. I mean, there's there's things that happen in general, like in taking it a different route and saying, okay, well, it's not cheating or any of that. But say, like when we started our relationship, there was a lot of blame put on me for our relationship than the way it went. And I still hear it to this day. Well, you broke up with me. Or you did this to me, you you know. So it's it's blame can be pushed off any any kind of way. Yeah, but if you if you look at it, it all come, goes back to blame. Yeah. Is that that that's that's what we're that's what we're trying that's what we're trying to tell you guys that it always comes back to blaming the other person, whether you were ridiculing them, you know, whether you ignore them or stonewall them, accuse them or laugh at them. You know, it's it's that thing like like whenever I laugh at you for saying something that's just the most airheaded thing in the world, you know, you don't, you don't know certain aspects of certain things because you're not, weren't exposed to that. I was, I was in the country. So I know what every animal, pretty much every animal is in the country. You don't. So when I laugh at you, you're kind of like, well, see, that's why I don't want to say anything. See, you're kind of like saying, well, well, the only reason I don't do this is because you make fun of me, but you know, I don't do it to make you feel, to ridicule you too. I, I just think it's cute. I think it's funny. You know, it's just, just like that, uh, that one video with the little girl that says, look at all those chickens and they're all nothing but geese. You know, it's, you know, it's cute. But back, back to the subject of, of blame and this emotional jug. I believe there's two different ways to empty it, right? Uh, one is just, you know, blowing off the top or, the, or blowing off your cork. You know, it's bottled up so much. And when you get into a, a, an argument, even if it's about just any little tiny thing, it could be you left the door open, the toilet seat up or... You know, you didn't do a certain thing that you that was expected of the other. All these emotions that you have and all these things that contribute to you blowing off your top, you know, which is, whether if it's the, the blaming, the accusing, the ignoring, the sarcasm, the threatening, you know, gets to a point where you can't take no more of it. And once you get into an argument, you know, you can tell someone, hey, how come you didn't put the toilet seat down? And then all of a sudden... You know, just start yelling off all kinds of stuff and like, you know, why did you do this or why didn't you do that? And blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you start having a heated argument where it's just like, all I asked you was, you know, why did why'd you leave the toilet seat you know, up? So I know that's something that you've done to me where you're like, how come you don't put the toilet seat down? And or like the, what was it, the uh, the cabinet door? I think I yelled at you because the cabinet door was open. I was like, how come you didn't close the damn cabinet door? You do that all the time for everything. Why didn't you empty out when you ate tuna in the bowl? Oh my God, it frustrates me because you do this every time. There's, why do you do this? Why do you do that? It's a constant putting on somebody else when in my mind it's simple. Just wash the bowl out. (laughs) It's simple. Just close the door. You don't have to yell out and why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? It's a simple like, okay, the person didn't do it. So why are you going to go and make it into something bigger than it really is? And sometimes that that emotional jug gets gets to be so much where you can't empty it out yourself, you know, because it's just like a hundred pound bucket of water and just trying to empty it out slowly. You know, it's too heavy. It gets to the point where you can't do it by yourself. You need someone to help help you empty it, right? So in order to empty this jug or keep it from blowing its top off, you have to let some of that stuff out. You can't hold it in all the time. And that's something that I've had, I've had to learn and, uh, and really accept. 
and in doing so you're you're able to understand you know the other person you you're able to understand your own your own feelings and and don't your own thinking there's so many different ways to speak to somebody but it seems like the easiest way is just to lash out and hurt them especially when you when you're not feeling yourself and i know i've done that plenty of times more more times than i really care to to remember but in doing so you're you're damaging your your relationship you're damaging that trust you're damaging that 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 relationship that of, of that communication between each other because who wants to get yelled at every day nobody 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 wants to i mean i i know i don't i know i have been yelled at every day when i was younger or when i was in the military you know i have yelled at people every you know every day you know my my kids my wife but it's something that you have to change something that you need to want to have to change in in order to be better for yourself well i mean just that the the i mean the blame game is it's a lot of different things it's it's you know you're you're trying to build a defense mechanism to avoid from being hurt you you know blaming someone else is is also a way of hurting them you, you want to blame them and say things that are mean and ugly um, because maybe that's why you that's the way you feel inside and so because you're hurt, hurting inside you want to hurt somebody else and so for certain things that happen in relationships especially you know when things happen or go wrong or you just don't 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 know what happened like like he said you know you go out on a date night for girls that's fun girls are excited because they want to go out on a date night with their husbands or significant others and so you get all excited, you get dressed up, you get, you know, you prepare, hey, you even do things that you expect for later, and you're like, yay, we're going to have fun. And then you go out and you start driving, and you're like talking about something so simple and having a conversation, and all of a sudden they snap at you because, you know, either uh, you were trying to have a conversation and say, oh, well, this parking lot, it, it, it was like that before, and this one's like, oh, no, 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 it was like that. Oh, it's always been like that. And because you start having a small little difference of opinion or or the way you remember things then one snaps and then that kind of makes it to where you feel awkward you feel like okay well now because I was disagreeing with you now we're having to fight about it and it ruins the night because it's kind of like well here I was all excited all day because we're gonna go out on a day night we're gonna have a movie and eat some dinner have fun without the kids and you just snapped at me for what because I didn't agree with you or because you were having a moment that you just didn't want to go anywhere or or what so it's it's you know there's a lot of different ways on blaming there's a lot of different ways of, of of making the other person hurt by something so simple yeah yeah and and that right there you know that that's a perfect example you know uh but there's also a, a second part to that story where that you don't know because when you listen to people's stories about how they fight you never they never Think about the other person, how they were feeling at that time. Because I, I know, I know, a while back, even even still today, when we go out, when if it's just us together, us as a family, I get a lot of anxiety being out where there's a lot of people. I, I do, I always do. I'm a lot better at it now than I used to be, but it gets to the point where where I'm so anxious that I just, I just, I'm just like a like a rabid dog, just lashing out and biting and just being vicious, and I don't know what that is and. I do not know how to control that a lot of times. And I, I know I am not the only one. I know I'm not the only one that feels that way. 
Uh, I've spoken to a lot of veterans and they do the same thing, exact same thing that, I, that I'm saying. They do the exact same thing. And they asked me, I was like, why do we do that? I was like, I don't know, man. I was like, I think it's because it's just the pressure of going out there and and just be feeling anxious and, and being around people we don't know and not being in our own little little world, our, our little safe spot, which is our home. You know, this is our fortress, this is our castle, this is our home. We, we feel safe here. You know, when you don't, when you step out of that comfort zone and you don't go out as much, you're going to feel that. You feel that it's like 10 times worse than, than just having someone come to your door and you're like, well, who the hell is that? You know, and you get a little anxiety going, you go check and or it's the mailman or whatever. But being around, being out of your element, if you're not used to being out and about and you're stuck at home all the time, you're going to feel those, you're going to feel that anxiety. And a lot of times it's hard for, uh, for not just men, also women, you know, it's hard for us to express that. Like, it's hard for us to share that with you because it's, it's just something that we just don't, I guess we just don't want to do, I guess at that time. Or, I mean, we, we feel like, like now, now I tell you, like, you know, stop talking about road rage stuff. Cause it's, I start thinking my mind starts to work and starts thinking like, what would I do? And then my, my adrenaline starts pumping and it's just, it's just like, I don't know what it is. Is that fight or flight thing where it's like, the situation isn't even real. It's in my head. And already I'm like built up already. I already know what I'm going to do. It's just really, really weird. And and now I'm able to tell you like, all right, let's stop talking about this. Or let's just talk about something else. You know, and that's a lot of the reason why I do that. Because it just, it's really, really weird. Like I get like so hyped up and I start tingling. Almost like, I don't just weird, just start tingling. And I don't know if you guys ever watched that movie, The Butterfly, uh, Butterfly Effect. But if you haven't, watch it. It's a pretty good movie, but in the movie, Aston Kutcher's like, he he reads his journals, and uh, he reads his journals or watches like films of himself when he was younger, and he he just like blurs out like everything just starts shaking. The it gets every, the room gets blurry, his surroundings get blurry, and they shake really bad, and uh, he ends up in a in in that time zone that he was reading about or that he's watching, and it's 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 a really weird movie, but. That what happens to him at that moment when he's like like phasing out when like everything's just getting really blurry and it's shaking really bad like that. That's exactly how I get. That's exactly how I feel. And and if it gets to the point where it's so bad, it used to be so bad I would black out. And I, by the time I knew, dishes were broken or the, there was holes in the wall. But it was it's it's something that I couldn't I couldn't help. I just it's just something that made me feel like I couldn't I couldn't control it like. It made me feel really, really unsafe around you guys, around myself, around others. And I feel like if that happens to me in public, I don't know what's going to happen. So it is that added anxiety of like, what the hell am I going to do if I can't handle being around people? And if someone pisses me off or if a situation pops off where I have to do something, what's really going to happen? Like, am I going to hurt somebody? Am I hurt myself? You know, I it's just a situation that you don't want to be put in. But the more and more you do it, the better the better off you, you will be. You just have to learn how to control that. And a lot of times we go out there with that emotional drug full and we ended up we end up lashing at the ones we love or at uh, just strangers sometimes. You know, and a lot of that road rage that's where I think a lot of that road rage comes from, especially here in San Antonio where we live. It's ridiculous. With this emo, uh, this this full emotional jug, you know, there's there's a way to do it and there's a way to do it together. Paris Foundation has a uh, has a few of these cards, and you can go to the website too. And we'll give the information at the end of the podcast. 
but you can go on the website and they have all kinds of tips and tricks to like learning how to communicate with each other, learning how to uh, empty this emotional jug. Uh, this card that I have right here in front of me is called the Emptying the Emotional Jug Exercise. Uh, basically what it is, it's color coded, you know, has has a has a question and then has a little arrow point to another box that has another question in it. And basically this is the way it goes. It says, what are you mad about? What else are you mad about? And then it has an arrow going to another box that asks, if you are mad about something else, what might it be? So right. it's, it's so, exercises to do together. Yeah. And so. so for example, I'll, I'll ask, like if, like if I had a fight with Josie, and Josie, and, and I want to find out why she just unloaded on me, I would ask Josie this question. What are you mad about? Or what else are you mad about? And then at that point, she would share what she was mad about. Or if it was something else that she was mad about, she would share that with me. And then she would say thank you. And doing that, when you say thank you, it's acknowledging the other person's question and you're answering it genuinely. It sounds so simple and it sounds so lame, but it works very, very, very well. By doing something like this is you're trying to understand, like you understand that the person's upset about something so you want to ask them, why are you mad? And have that person really be honest with you. You're not, you know, accusing or blaming or, or, or continuing the pattern of fighting. You're, you generally want to know what, what's the reason that you're upset about. And that person in responding with the truth and then acknowledging, you know, thank you for asking and really trying to understand what's going on. I think that goes a long way. You know, all the questions, even if you didn't follow, what are you sad? What are you, you know, what are you scared about? It's like, you know, taking the time to sit down and fight and, 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 you know, not blame each other, not fight. It's, it's about trying to figure out why the other one is so upset and Hey, it could be your fault. It could be something that you did and, you know, but at least you're, you're trying and you're trying to understand the other person and the other person, you know, as long as they're being honest with you, you can hopefully sit down and empty that jug instead of keeping it all inside and saying, well, I'm just going to blow up a fight, yell and mad and accuse you of things and blame me for all these bad things because it's all your fault. This is a, a better way of saying, like, let's talk about this. No, we might not like what that person has to say because it might be your fault. But at least you could take responsibility for it and say, okay, well, next time I'll wash the dish out instead of making you upset. And it doesn't lead up to this big, this big emission in a jar that you just fight and hit things and punch things and, or, you know, whatever the case is, the way you fight and try to blame each other. So it's just a good tool to, to sit down and acknowledge each other that there is something going on. It's not just, you know, all your fault or all his fault but you're acknowledging each other and the fact that you can communicate and communication is really what it comes down to is figure out why that person is mad. Why is that person popping off his lid? Why is that person, you know, running around or, or takes off on you and doesn't come back home for a few days or a day or, or a few hours and doesn't want to talk about it? Well, this is a good and healthy way to sit down and figure out that, Hey, there's a lot of things going on and we could talk about it sensibly. This is the best time to use it. I mean, we can, we can go through a scenario right now just to give you an example of, of how this works. Let's say we were arguing about something. Let's say it was I went and bought something when we didn't have the money to buy it. And you got after me for, for doing that. And I felt like, well, you know, the hell with you. I'm going to do whatever I want. So we start arguing. We start arguing and we start blaming each other for different things. And I take off. 
let's say I take off and I don't come back for a three or three or four hours, right? And then later on I come back and we sit down and say, hey, look, let's talk. And then we can use this card. So I give you the card and then you ask me what you want to ask me, whether I was mad, sad, scared, or glad about something. Josie will ask me the question and then I will go ahead and answer and say thank you. What are you mad about? I was mad. I was mad at you because you were blaming me for using money that I feel I was justified in using. What else are you mad about? Just our whole situation on, you know, on how tight our money is. Thank you. What are you sad about? I'm not really sad about anything right now. Just, I was just more angry. Thank you. What else are you sad about? Well, you said you're not really sad, so we can go to a different one. Yeah. It says, what are you scared about? I'm afraid we're, you know, we're going to be in this situation forever where we don't have that much money. What else are you scared about? I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that these fights that we have are just, are never going to stop. Thank you. What are you glad about? I'm glad that I came back and, and I decided to, to talk with you about this. Thank you. What else are you glad about? <laughs> I'm glad that you're willing to sit down with me and, and talk this whole thing over. Thank you. And that's an example right there, you guys, on how you can use this card. And by, by the time you get down to the card, you, you don't even know, you don't even remember what the hell you're mad about. Um, I, th I think some cases might be different. I think... You know, there's a lot of factors that go into why you blame, why you get upset with each other, why you let it get filled up so much. I know a lot of times ladies tend to not want to fight. You don't want to... Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. What'd you say? Ladies don't want to fight. What? Uh, with you, I don't want to fight. Sometimes I get tired of just just not wanting to. I don't want to hear the, why did you leave this door open? Why did you do it this way? Why didn't you do it my way? And so for a lot of the reasons, there, and I'm not the only one that does this, we just don't want to argue and don't want to fight. So we, sh we, we be quiet and we don't say nothing and we just go on about our business. But then something else happens or you guys do something else. And then all of a sudden we like lose our stuff because we're so mad about all the things that have led up to it, basically filling that jar. And then you look at us like, why are you mad? That doesn't make any sense. Like, but, I just asked you a simple question. But, well, no, it wasn't simple. But you're saying that women don't like to fight, but... Women love drama. No, men love drama just as oh, much yeah, as there's, women yeah, do. There's, 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 okay. Yeah, there's, I, I, okay. I have to admit to that. There's, there well, are some men that are nothing but drama. but. Well, there's times that there's, okay, let me say women and men can do it. To where instead of causing a fight when somebody's upset or somebody or you know somebody's blaming you for something, there's a lot of times I don't say anything and I just stay quiet. And I don't want to argue with you because it's just pointless. So I move on, but then there's things that add up, and then by the time you look, I do. I, I, I get mad, I start screaming, I start yelling, and then you look at me, why, why are you tripping out? I don't know what's wrong with you. Well, it's been a combination of filling the jug. It's, it's because you don't want to argue because a lot of times, like you say, you shut down, you go off, you take off, and then you feel like, okay, that's the end of it. Like, there's times that, like, something simple, like, yeah, using too much money. That might, that's an easy fight. But there's other things that can happen in relationships, you know, like such as kids. We fight a lot about the kids. Yeah. And we blame each other a lot for about the kids. And 
it's, well, you let him do this. And just like, for instance, the other day, you were getting upset with me because RJ wanted, um, it was a snack. It was, I, he wanted a snack, he wanted a snack. I was tired, I was frustrated, and I just said. Well, after he had already had a snack. Yeah, and you're yeah, like. Yeah, I remember. And so I said, okay, I, I just give him the snack because I don't want to hear it. And you said, well, if you give him the snack, it's all your fault. See, that's why he's going to keep doing it because blah, 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 because you let him and you let him and you let him. It's like, what What was the point of that? Uh-huh. What was the and point? It, and in all honesty, I, I've done it before, too. So I don't even know what the hell I was. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't even know what the saying. hell I was complaining about. But, you know, but it's, it's but it, it, it's something that I've been really trying with him not to do. Yeah. Because but... I don't want him to see like, well, he, they're just going to give it to me anyway if I keep complaining about it. I'm getting to a point now where I'm like, OK, no, this is not going to work anymore, buddy. This is what we're gonna do. If I say no, it's no. That's it. Um, I we gotta we gotta start following through. You know, and, and, and parents in general have to follow through with, with what they're gonna do, when and when they're gonna do it. When they when they mention it to their kids, when they tell their kids, this is what's gonna happen. This is how, how it's gonna be done. This, and that's the way it needs to be. Because if not, then the kids will get over on your rookies, especially our kids. They're little masterminds, man. They they know how to they know how to make us fight. But that we'll we'll say that. For, conversation for another podcast because we can talk about that forever but back you know let's move on back to this uh to this exercise this exercise it's, it's you're gonna notice that it might not work the first time might not work the second time hell might not work the first hundred times but if you if you're able to at least try to sit down and just try to go through the motions at least try to do that that's that's something you know and, and the more you do it the more you try It'll it'll bring an understanding between the both of you. Like, hey, look, yeah, you know, this is something we really need to talk about. I mean, th- there's also like uh, the other tool that we learned through there um, that we don't. I mean, we don't have a card for is like, like I said, the communication and obviously listening to the other person. So if he says, "Oh, well, I'm mad because the other day we were with the family and you you were belittling me in front of him and I didn't like it." So a good response to that on your side is to repeat exactly what he said. You sit there and say, okay, so what you're saying is that when we were out with your family, I belittled you by saying this. So you're you're kind of reiterating just what he said and making sure that you understand what what he was saying and what he was feeling. So basically, this is what you're saying. And, and you know, you go back and forth and it's a lot of repetitiveness and it sounds really silly. You know, well, why do I got to repeat what he says? Well, because a lot of times just because you hear it doesn't mean you understand it. So maybe for you to say it out or loud, it. yeah, or accept, or accept it. it. So if you say it out loud and repeat it the way he said it, then maybe you can start to understand a little bit more of the how the other person is feeling. It just again, it comes down to communication. You're not always going to be able to 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 not blame because blame it's human, it's natural. But if you can find a a better way to do it and, and not have these mad uh, like crazy blow-ups once you start blaming each other not trusting each other and like like we talked about filling the jar then it can be calmer I think we've been able to do that a lot more recently it doesn't always work because we still have blow-ups we're, we're nowhere nowhere near perfect guys. yeah so not don't at even all. think that we got our our stuff together because I mean we're just still a lot of things we need to work on and um, I think that's why a lot of the reason we want to do something like this is to make people feel like hey we have the same things going on and if anybody else you know is going through it then maybe it's not so bad maybe it's not the other person maybe it's not all their fault you know it's just something that's happened to that person of course dealing with the ptsd and such depression for the veterans um has a lot to do with it but you're not alone and 
you know, but fighting better, it, it at least helps it not be such a huge issue to where, yeah, you leave for a day and don't come back and you don't want to talk to each other for three days because you're just still mad about what they said. It, it really shouldn't get to that. You should really try to at least be understanding of, of what the other person is feeling and also that other person understanding how you feel, that you're hurt, that you're bothered by the actions uh, of each other, you know, but as long as you can work on it and, and talk through it, then it'll work. But if you just stonewall and you just, you know, shut down and walk away and say, oh, that's it, I'm done, I don't want to talk to you about this because you're not understanding. Well, no, it's it's not always going to be simple. It's going to take a lot of work and a lot of, a lot of communication. Marriage is almost like a car. And that's the best analogy I can use. In a marriage, it's brand new. It looks, it's beautiful. You're happy. It's that honeymoon period, you know? So you're like, ah, oh, the new car smell. You know, it's great, you know? And after a few years, you know, it starts to get dirty. starts to get a couple of dings in it, you know, here and there, you know? Just like a marriage. You know, have a little, couple of spats. Start getting on each other's nerves and nitpicking at each other's pet peeves. And it's just, uh, you know, it's... You know, it's starting to get, the, the car's starting to get older. The marriage is starting to get older. The relationship, you know, and then further down the line, you know, your your car gets into a wreck, right? Let's say something real bad happens in the, between, in the marriage, whether it's infidelity, whether it's lying or whether it's, you know, communicating with your, with your, with your significant other. The vehicle needs special attention, you know, it needs maintenance. And just the same thing as a marriage, you know, car needs oil change, car needs to be washed, car needs to be vacuumed out, cleaned. You know, it needs to be filled up with gas to get, you know, to be going. You need to do the same thing with the marriage. You need to, you know, make sure that you you are being attentive to your significant other, you know. Give her the, the give him or her the things that they need, you know, to to continue through the marriage, whether it's uh whether it's understanding, whether it's affection in, intimately or in, or emotionally, um, they need that to to drive on through the marriage, you know, to to be one with you. And when you don't, when you don't do that, it's, it's just like an old, an old clunker car. You know, you don't do any maintenance on it, and you just run it until you blow out the transmission or the engine on it. Then it's over. You, it's gone. You, know, you lose it. Same thing with the marriage. If you don't work on your marriage, if you don't do the things that you need to do to maintain that relationship with your significant other, that marriage will eventually end. It will be no more. It, you uh, trade it, it in for a new one. Yeah. If we and sometimes you end up getting a lemon when you trade it in for the for for the one you had, thinking well, you're gonna get a good deal. If we treated our marriage like we do our cars, we'd be in trouble because we'd be on like marriage number ten. So you know we like trading cars a lot because we don't like them to get old and and beat up. But as far as marriage and a relationship, it really does take a lot of work. It takes a lot of love, a lot of understanding, a lot of hurt goes into a marriage as well because people you know like I said earlier we're human we're gonna say things we're gonna lash out you know but it's how you come back after that at least that can get you to the better parts of not lashing out of not being hurtful and just smooth sailing you know just just loving one another because this is you know this is what it's about loving each other growing old together growing up together me and him have grown up together. So essentially, you know, for the past 20 years, we've been each other's person. And so without him, I know I would be lost. And I don't know. I, th- I think he'd be okay without me. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I think I'd, I might as well just dig my grave now if I didn't have you because I'd, I'd be so lost. 
I mean, back then I didn't think that, and now I think about it, I was like, man, I mean, you do you do so much for not only the kids but for me. You know, you really you really push me. You 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 do a lot of you do a lot of support on on your end, and, and a lot of times in the in the past I never really I never really appreciated it. I never really acknowledged it, and and now I'm able to you know really look at at everything and now I'm like damn I'm, I'm glad I'm doing what I'm doing now and showing her that I do care and that I do appreciate her because I could be without her and what the hell am I what the hell am I gonna do I mean of course I don't need you for me to stay alive but it would be nice you know <laughs> it'd be nice to have you here until our time comes you know that, w- that would be that would be nice you know there's there's no one in the world that I'd that I'd rather be with than, than you I mean I love my kids but them kids are gonna grow up and they're gonna move out they're gonna have so. their own families and that's that's one thing that I came into this marriage with for sure is you know I thought marriage was all the TV and the big wedding and the oh you just live happily ever after because nobody ever talked about all the all the rough spots you never see the rough spots it, it's you know it's something that you keep inside at home and the only people that know is each other and the kids possibly but um I came into this marriage and said that this marriage was forever. It was with him because I loved him and that's who I wanted to be with. So I don't, you know, I fought every day, every day through all the bad times, the depression, the holes in the wall, the leaving the house, the, 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 you know, possibly feeling like, like, Hey, this is about to end tomorrow because we just, we just can't get through this every day. I still keep pushing forward because I want that end of the me and him looking at each other and we're old as heck and, we just can't even move anymore, but that's that's what I want. That's where I want to end our relationship is when it's time for us to leave the earth, not because we just couldn't work on it or because he made me mad because he didn't do this or he didn't do that. And the same for me, you know, I, I could be a handful. I'm not as easy to live with, but I know I want to make it work. So, you know, just put yourself in. I try to put myself in his shoes as much as I can. Obviously, I don't know what he went through. I don't know what he saw. I can only you know, hear what he said on occasion and try to put myself there, but I'll never be there the way he was. But I can always be here to support you and, and love you and and show you that no matter what, it's me and you. Yes, me and you. Um, if you have more questions, you can go to the Paris Foundation website, P-A-I-R-S.com. We are in no way affiliated with this uh, foundation. We are just putting things out there that you guys may use, that we've used in the past that's really helped us. And we'll probably come back and touch on, on, on a few other things that we've learned through pairs and through other types of uh, uh, counseling and stuff that we've had. This is something that we thought, you know, we just put out there, you know. It's not what's written on the cards. It's the action. It's actually sitting down and doing that and knowing that that person is, is sitting right across from you and they want to be there and they're genuinely engaged and, and, and wanting to make this work, you know? That is what makes these cards work. That is what makes the marriage work. Being there for another, being the rock for her, him or her, and having that reciprocated to you, knowing that you're one team, one fight. Before we go, we want to go ahead and leave you with some words of inspiration. Here's a quote from Dr. John Gottman. Your emotional awareness and ability to handle feelings will determine your success and happiness in life. Remember guys, if you want a happy marriage, if you want a successful marriage, you need to look to the future. What's your future gonna look like five, 10 years from now? Don't look into the past. 
The past is gone. The past is hard to forget. Sometimes it's even harder to forgive. But as long as you're walking into the future together, you can start a new path, new journey with a new and better outcome. Hey guys, next week we'll be talking about emotional allergies. Thanks again for listening to the MTSR podcast. My name is Juan. I'm Josie. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 <laughs>